Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 14. Wow, 14? I've made 14 of these? This is amazing. Well, today's special guest by popular demand, back by popular demand, is Jessica Lemon. She is a famous author of over 25 books. She has some interactive games now that are going on. Uh, She's also the head of my design team. I am your design team. You you are the design team. (laughs) Yes, that's true. So Jessica Lemon, welcome to the show. Thank you. So this, uh, before we get to our drinks, I want Mm -hmm. to let everybody know that this episode is sponsored by jessicalemon.com. So Jessica, what is on Jessica? If I went to jessicalemon.com, what would I find? You would find... Besides amazing design work and great, (laughs) great arts... Thank you. It is a, um, I actually have a graphic design degree, so it's a very, it's a hobby of mine still. I enjoy design very, very much. Um, You would find a lot of information about the books that I write. I write contemporary romance, new adult romance. Um, Like you said, I have uh, books that are now on an app called Chapters Interactive. So they're actually animated, choose your own adventure sort of. adaptations which is fun so you can Super read cool. the book and then play the book which is interesting That's um, cool. a lot of them are on audiobook so yeah you would find a lot of information about the books and you would also find a blog I blog about um, not only about the books but also health and wellness is a passion of mine so I blog a lot of, of lifestyle posts about that or things that I'm just excited about at the moment like right now I'm really into my planner and my planner stickers <laughs> John when you say planner you don't mean there's not just one planner right there's, no, multi- there's planners. more than one okay, planner gotcha. but yeah so that's what you would find at jessicalemon.com excellent well that's cool thanks for sponsoring the show today sure. I really appreciate it so again, my guest is Jessica Lemon. We're going to be discussing relationship advice from our 20 years plus of marriage. So our drinks today, um, I am drinking one of my favorite beers of all time. It is called Hop Slam. It's a double IPA. It's from Bell's. It is very difficult to get. It's kind of in, they have a limited release every year. And this early in the year, like January, February, I'm always trying to find it. I'm like, oh, who has Hop Slam? Is it at the Kroger? Is it this store? And so uh, friends of ours track some down, and that's what I'm drinking today. I always and forget then, that's a double. It is a double. I honestly oh my always well, forget it. Well, it's 10%. It. So, it's, yeah. I guess I expect a double to just taste so much different. And that's so, such a smooth beer. It is. Yeah. It's very smooth. It uh, has great aroma. It's made with honey. And it's mm-hmm. just... It's just, it, again, it's one of my favorite beers. I've been drinking this for multiple, multiple years, it's and it's good. just it's just fun. So Now, Jessica's drinking something different, mm-hmm. and what are you drinking today? I am drinking a Burning River by Great Lakes uh, from the great state of Ohio. I think it's brewed in right. Cleveland, yes. And, um, Absolutely. Yeah, Burning River is like a red uh, with a little bit of a bite to it. So it's, it's a pale ale, I think, yeah, in label, but it does. It's got kind of a red tint to it. Mm-hmm. And it has that kind of red multi flavor, yeah. But then has some nice hot bitterness yeah. too. So. It's the per- This is the perfect thing to do on a Friday evening. So yes, we're, so, we're actually recording this on a Friday yes. evening. Yes, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> mm. Mm. Man, that I is know. that's we so good. To, oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So today we're gonna be talking about relationships, mm-hmm. and I wanted to start it with. Marriage. What brings us together today? And if you haven't seen that movie, then you're going to have to look up. The and Princess you better Bride. know what movie that. Yes, is, if right? you don't know the movie, then you know you just hit 
hit pause right now and stop listening to this. <laughs> but yes, I'll no, have from the Princess Bride. Correct. Yes. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes. If yeah, for those three people that have never watched that movie before. That's right. So. That's right. But yes, yeah, so I wanted to start with a quick history mm-hmm. uh, for people that don't know who we are. Um, just kind of quick how we how we met, and. All right, I'm going to give like the elevator pitch version of this, perfect, so that we don't love get it. too bogged down in detail. Right. But um, we used to work at Outback Steakhouse. We were both working there in 1997, and I always think of it as love at first sight. And uh, like we always talk about, I remember the moment that I saw you. Oh, I totally like. There's very few moments in my life that I remember specifically right. or people I've met, but I remember the exact moment that I saw you. I was talking to my friend Amy and I was like, hey, are there any single girls that work at this Outback? It seems pretty <laughs> cool. And she's like, oh, I know who you'd like. Jessica, she's great. She's super nice. And then I looked all the way across the Outback. I could picture exactly where I was and I was like, wow, she's great. And uh, I remember you were in the kitchen uh, with another new hire guy who was wearing a pink Outback shirt, which <laughs> yes. was interesting. Yes, And he you was. were wearing a nice white guy. Outback shirt. Correct. Because that was back when, by the way, Outback's uniforms used to be different. They used to be a colored, like, Aussie-style shirt and, je- and your own jeans. You know, they didn't have to have a uniform per se, except for the shirt. But anyway, I remember where I was standing next to the takeout containers and the big boxes of bread <laughs> that we kept stocked <laughs> right, right, right. in the back. And uh, I remember seeing you and I just uh-huh. had this sort of, yeah, just this full body sort of whoosh feeling. Right. I don't know what that's called. That's that's yeah. terrible as a writer to a not whoosh. know what that's called. I like the whoosh. Maybe it's just <laughs> a whoosh. sound effect. It's just a whoosh. Um, that's what it was. Yeah. But anyway, long story short, we... Um, uh, I disentangled myself from <laughs> from a relationship that wasn't working out and um, pursued John and just to let him know that I was interested. And, uh, and we were engaged later that year. So we met in August. August. We yeah. met in August. End of August. Right. We were engaged at the end of December, two days Correct. before Christmas. Yep. And then we were married that next October, which I always like to say was kind of a formality because we really were, uh, we felt as if we were married already. We were in, uh, we were committed to each other. We were just living our lives. We merged our lives very, very quickly. Right. Um, and last year, um, in October, we celebrated our 20th anniversary. And I think we talked about that on this podcast, didn't we? That Our trip we to San Francisco yes. and to wine country for our 20th anniversary. So... Yep, Absolutely. 20 years in. High five. So, yeah. Yeah. High five. Absolutely. Yeah, and basically, you're exactly right. I mean, we, we met and we're like, wow. I was like, wow, this person's amazing. I don't want to spend any minute without her. And, you know, fortunately, we worked together. We hung out together. We did everything together. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of one of those things where it was just, we've always been in it to win it. Um, and that doesn't mean that you know, this 20 year journey has been easy because it's relationships. Right, it's all and, smooth sailing. And we oh, haven't yeah, never had any, uh... <laughs> never fought ever. Nobody slammed the door. No big deal. <laughs> but no, it's, it's not. And I mean, yeah. you know, anybody that's in a relationship understands, I mean, just dealing with people is difficult mm-hmm. and people are different and things like that. And so we wanted to, to kind of give, you know, some pointers and some advice and some things that we've used and that's helped us you know, make it to 20 years and not only make it to 20 years, but I mean, we say this a lot where it's just like our relationship's better than it's ever been. Yeah. I, agree. I think, I mean, I, I really do. Yeah. 
like just in all areas. And it's just like, wow, you know, we're just so much on the same page and I just know you've got my back. And if I need help with something, you know, again, you're my design team. So it's like, (laughs) I always need help with that. I always like to draw the analogy, like you don't really successfully live with anybody for that long without butting heads. Like usually the longest um, term you spend living with somebody is your parents, right? And so Yeah, or like your siblings or, or your something. Siblings. Sure. So that's always bumpy. That road right. is always bumpy and you love those people. They're related to you, right? right. <laughs> like yeah. some of those people have known you since birth, you know, most of them have. So, um and you've known your younger siblings since birth and still right. and you, you want to kill yeah. them sometimes. Sure, so. you love them so much, <laughs> you want to kill them. But no, yeah. you get along. But then you don't get along. I mean, it's yeah. like you're around each other so, so it's much. Sort of, so it's I just, feel like there's like a that. lot of expectations um, with people in relationships that last any amount of time that it should be easier than that. That, hey, I found the other person that I love. There's all of this sexual attraction. There's all of this. We get along. We're friends. Right. We love to spend time together. But we butt heads on all these things, whether it's leaving the cap off the toothpaste or leaving your, your bath towel on the floor or leaving, you know, right. nine pairs of shoes in the living right. room. Or Jessica. not folding the laundry when the person <laughs> wants you to fold the laundry. Like, right. whatever it is. Whatever it is. Um and it's just, that's unrealistic because anytime sure. you're navigating a relationship with another person, there's so much give and take to it. And there's a lot to understand about it. Right. And I wanted to, one part of it I wanted to say too, is just like, um, you know, sometimes, I mean, we get along very well and people have noticed for a long time that it's like, oh, you guys get along so well. I'm like, yeah, absolutely we do. We do. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we don't fight in public very often. It's like, you know, we get along, but it's like, but it's not easy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like we right. still butt heads and have arguments and things. It's just, you know, even 20 years later, it's just a totally different situation though. You know, our our relationship's totally different at this point. But so. the way we talk to each other, I think, has changed. I don't think we ever really fought unfairly maybe that's not true we probably did fight unfairly but well, when you're we first together fair. though i th- mm-hmm. i think you're just trying i mean like there's the honeymoon stage and everything's really cool and yeah. then and then you're trying to kind of get you know your own needs met and trying to figure out where you fit into yeah. this and you and, and i don't some, know but yeah, i don't know it's i think that when though. you first get married don't you think that you're still sort of trying to hold on to who you are, like you don't, like you're merging with this other person, but you also are trying to hold on to who you know yourself to be because you don't want to lose everything in Correct. getting married, you know, and as a woman, you, right. lo- I mean, you lose your last name, essentially. Right. You're like, your identity sort of like shifts. So I think that, because I remember that first year being like the biggest headbutting thing. Mm-hmm. And I always bring up this example because I find it so hysterical <laughs> now, but it was like the biggest argument we had on an election year. Um, <laughs> oh, this yeah. probably was the next year, right? 98. The year <clears throat> it was 98. Sure, absolutely. So, um, yeah, probably but November I remember 98, yeah. us arguing about who we were voting for because we were voting for opposite <laughs> candidates. And John actually said to me, um, I don't want you to go vote because you're going to cancel mine out. <laughs> and I mean, I just sort of, I mean, we drove separately to oh, the voting polls. Like geez. we like huffed out of the door and he went to work and I went to go vote immediately. So I... Yeah, <laughs> isn't That's that great. so hysterical now? Like you would oh never gosh. say that, and oh my gosh, in this climate, you'd be lynched, right? Right. Like, oh, I know, right? Be over. Oh my gosh, what a funny. That's that's a great analogy mm-hmm. too, and it's so true though. I mean, some people again, some people have noticed. And we're like, oh, it, you know, it's just so easy for you, and I'm like, well, it's not though. I mean, it is, but it isn't. I mean, after 20 years, we just know so much about the other person. It does make 
you know, the day-to-day stuff really easy. But, I mean, we still have very deep discussions. I don't think, we mm-hmm. don't really have any, you know, knockdown, drag-out fights. We've never really had that. But, I mean, you, you know, you get, it's relationships. You know, things happen. You get yeah. in arguments. You scream and yell. You slam doors. I mean, this is life, you know. I mean, I feel like you could put a, a pin in today because it was like, we had a very intense discussion that sort of ended up fine. Like, it throughout was fine. Everybody was really open and right. honest and um, clearly conveying our opinions without letting sure. tempers get in the way. And that was like one for the books. Like, that was, was like, wow, yeah. that one was really, you know... I don't know. It was a successful sure. conversation. Yeah, it I was. Guess. And it was, you know, and it got us to where we wanted to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then we argued about our laundry later on that day. Right. So it's just like, yeah, back to life, right? <laughs> so. Back to life. I know. And, you know, John and I both uh, work <laughs> in the funny. same space. Not in the same space, but in the same house. Right. So we have separate right. offices. Yeah, I work from home. I travel yes. a lot, too. Yes. But I, I am, you know, we do have some office yeah. days together. So he's on so. conference calls, and I hear him talking, or I'm trying to write, or he's got his head, you know, I have my headphones on, and he's, like, talk, trying to talk to me, and I don't hear him or something. So there's all this sort of, yeah, we're around each other a lot. We are, absolutely, which is great. So, But it does, I mean, it lends it, you know, you have the times to butt heads and stuff. It just... It's interesting though because we know each other so well. It's just like things like that don't last very no, long. It's no, just they you know, don't. and it's not like you know right. we ever go to bed angry, and it, that just doesn't happen anymore. Never sleep we're, in the other room. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm not sleeping on the couch. Like that just doesn't happen anymore because we're just well, like you, okay. Yeah, you got a sleep number bed. You're not sleeping. Oh on the couch. yeah, are you kidding me? Like king size sleep number bed. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way in hell I'm sleeping on the couch. Like that's just not gonna happen. There's no doghouse. That's just not gonna happen. So, but uh, <laughs> so one of the things, and we've kind of talked about it, is just. Uh, differences. I mean, we all have them. I mean, just like as a great example, as the beers we're drinking, mm-hmm. um, like you like Hop Slam, but I love Hop Slam. And right. like, well, I want something different. And so, I mean, we're, you know, here we are on the One Drink with John podcast, but we're each having a different drink yeah. because we're totally different people mm-hmm. and we have different needs, different view. I mean, let alone the, the male, female, you know, just the different dynamic, energies and yeah. dynamic and all that there. So, so what do you think about like what, what do you think about the differences and how you work through those? Because I think we could all agree that people are different, no matter yeah. what. Different backgrounds, upgrading. I mean, not to things, totally so. use a cliche, but I will. But it, yeah. it I mean, you do kind of have to pick your battles. Um, some things just aren't going to be important in a day. Some things aren't going to be important in an hour. Like laundry, right? That like, wasn't that wasn't that wasn't right. important five minutes later. So. Um, yeah, you you, you know. You kind of have to, I think you do have to pick your battles. I think there's some wisdom behind that. And and just understanding that the person that you're with is from a whole other set of people than you are. So you're like two tribes coming together. And all of, I remember, you know, dinner at your family's house was totally different than dinner at my family's house. I mean, just to give one basic, basic example, when my family says... Um, dinner at five o'clock. Dinner is on the table at five o'clock, and if you are there at five o two, people are eating already. Right. When like when they say five o'clock, you need <laughs> to be there at four thirty. Yeah. yeah you're like not going to get any dinner yeah. if you're not. No, no, there no. At five five o'clock, o'clock is dinner, but that doesn't um, mean you have to get there way before yeah, that. Yeah. And at so. John's family's house, if dinner is at six, you might eat at six thirty, seven, right. seven thirty. Right. Yeah. We're just kind of gathering at yeah, six ish, and we'll have dinner when it's and ready. And so I so. learned very quickly. 
what if showing up hungry at dinner time at your family's <laughs> house was not right. ideal yes. because there right. was a very there was like there's going to be a gap a between when you're right. eating yes so just to use a very very basic example that's what you're essentially merging into one household is one person right. from this tribe and one person from this one and you're trying to now navigate around somebody who depending on what age you are together and you know we were 22 yeah, at the time yeah 23 23 years. when we got married yeah, so yeah, you had 23 years of habits yeah, and of you know because i lived um in an apartment with my roommate and you still were like living at home and then shortly after moved in with me so we like really did merge that i mean yeah it was yeah, it's just a totally it's different just, dynamic. I mean, you grew up shift. around a different group of people doing things a different way for 23 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you have one brother that's younger than you. I mean, there's six kids in my family. That's right. a totally different dynamic. Totally I mean, different. I've, well, just the, you know, everybody, no matter who you are, it's just it's totally different. So, yeah. so I think maybe working just understanding, through that stuff. understanding that you're going to be different mm-hmm. and understanding um, that, well, I would just say we never had a foot out the door. And I know right. everybody brings different baggage to a different relationship. And if you're in your second marriage or your third marriage or something, that's going to be a whole different dynamic as well because you have sure. expectations that you had even from other relationships to bring in. Right. But um, I think starting at a place where you're like, I'm in it. I'm in it for good. So if we're arguing about this and this is a difference, if it's something important to take to the end, this is the thing that we have to kind of work out because we're going to be together forever. So let's get on the same page about this thing, even if it's different. You yeah. Know? And it's, it's, it's so true. I mean, we have never, you know, I've never had a foot out the door. Like this was never like, oh, you know, well, if this doesn't work out, it goes somewhere. No, it's like, how are we going to work this out? Like if we have, you know, a disagreement or something that's a, you know, something that comes up you know, more regularly, like that we're disagreeing about. It's like, okay, so, you know, I can, I have to see it from your perspective. We Mm -hmm. just have to figure this out. Yeah. And how can we figure that out? Yeah. If it's a source of pain for your partner and you're not taking the time to figure out, okay, like you said, it's recurring. Right. How can we fix this so we don't run into this pain, this wall of pain every single week or every month or whatever? I think it's important to just put that on the table and be able to talk to each other about it. If you can't, Talk to your partner about the stuff that's bothering you. It's never going to get better. Not ever. Like, you gossiping with your best friend isn't going to help your marriage. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah, you're like, talking to the wrong person. You're talking right? to the wrong person. They can't fix it for you. Right. So, yeah. No, I totally agree. And this this kind of brings us to, uh, we wanted to talk about the love language, the five love languages, which which is a great book. Uh, I believe with Gary Chapman. I'll have a link to that in the show notes at the uh, onedrinkwithjohn.com. But it's got a great website, too, where you can take the test. So you, you can, can even link to the online you test, can. which is super helpful. You can. So we'll explain what the book is then and how, how it works and what. I mean, uh, I have the, there's five love yeah. languages. which you are start. Which are, <laughs> go first. <laughs> which are quality time, acts of service, gifts, words of affirmation, and physical touch. Mm-hmm. And those just mean, now, you may like all of those things. It's not like if I'm a quality time person that I don't like physical touch. But he uses the analogy of a love tank. And if your love tank is full or on your an empty, like a gas tank almost, like a, a full and empty. I actually did a blog on this and I have a printable for the, uh, and I have a love tank printable. Oh, cool. That you can hang on. Yeah, I'll give you that link as well. 
that you can hang on your refrigerator and put a magnet on whether you're full or empty. And your partner can do the same it. so that you can... Yeah, I know, we should use that ourselves, right? I know. That's such a good idea. Why don't we use that? Um, I think we just know to say it, right? We are okay with each other to say, hey, I'm bone dry over here, you know? Uh, but yes, it's the idea that whatever your primary love language is, and mine is quality time, when John spends quality, undistracted time with me, that makes me feel loved. Right. And it's literally like, like, I think the language thing makes sense though, because it's like, if I'm sitting in a room with somebody that speaks German and I'm speaking English, well, I can't understand what they're saying. And and it's really very similar to that. Um, I mean, your love language is quality time and acts of service, you know, mainly quality time. And that's also the way that you show love to other people. Yes. So, you know, you want to hang out with people and Mm -hmm. spend quality time. Like that's how you show it. Yeah. Um, And mine... Of course, it's physical touch and words of affirmation. So I'm going to you know, compliment people and, you know, come up and give somebody a high five or yeah. a hug or Pat whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then obviously in, in a marriage relationship, there's more to it as well. Um, sexual things and like that. But it's it is. It's like that's how like my the example I always bring up is I come up behind Jessica and I just rub her shoulders. I'm just like, oh, I just love you so much. And you're so sweet and all that, <laughs> which is Classic physical touch because yes. I rub your shoulders in classic words of affirmation. Uh-huh. And you're just like, that's nice. It's not like it's a bad thing. Right. But it's just not as Yeah, I'm important. always like, I would be, it'd be better if you would just make me a cup of coffee and then sit down with me while I drink it. Because <laughs> that would be an act of service and... Uh, quality time for me. So so that so that would so that would do this for me. So it's so funny that John and I found out long long ago when we first read this book and took those quizzes that we were exact opposites. And I was like, of course we are because we do find as similar as we are at times we do find we right. have things that are just polar opposite whenever we take right. personality tests or sure. um, any kind of relationship test, but I don't think that's a deterrent I think it's sort of like we look at it like I have this sort of empty space and John makes up for the difference and vice versa does that make sense oh absolutely no it's not a yeah it's not like oh my gosh I really wish you know well I do sometimes but we but used no, to think that yeah I think oh yeah. my gosh if you were a physical touch and words of affirmation this would be so much easier but We'd it's not like well, well that's a good point which would be amazing for the first week but then it'd be like okay what are we gonna <laughs> do we, here? okay we need some friends all right we need to get some shit done but no so yeah it's like it's a totally it's a good dynamic in yeah. most relationships people are not the same right. when it comes to love language because opposites attract and there's that polarities which really yeah. keeps things spicy and interesting and all that stuff like as well that's the masculine so, feminine thing all over correct. again right mm-hmm. yeah Absolutely. speaking yeah of, of what we have sure but yeah so what else do you think about that um what did you say something earlier today you're like I was like, we should talk about the love language. You said, yeah, physical time and quality touch. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I'm like, wait a minute. So, <laughs> Right, because ours are so mixed up, so I, I mixed up the things. Correct. But yeah. But yeah, that's perfect, though. Quality time and but yeah, so touch is the real The point way. of my a little analogy, yeah. though, is like, so instead of going up, and it's fine to like rub Jess's shoulders and tell her I love her oh. and all that stuff. It doesn't like she doesn't appreciate that. But what's more impactful, um, you know, to filling up her love tank is to make a cup of coffee. Oh, man. I you know? love when and then you make my coffee. I make and a I cup love of coffee, when you make a cup of coffee. And then I sit down and hang out with you. Or just like it's, bring, make a cup of coffee and bring it up to me while I'm still in bed. That's like the best morning ever. 
and that is not your best morning ever. <laughs> not, but <laughs> right, right. We can you can imagine you that. You can imagine yeah. what read between the lines yeah. on what that one we is. We won't go but. into that. But uh, yeah, I that really does. It's so you can really tell if you're paying attention once you find out what your love languages are. You can really tell how the difference in the way you're feeling to when you get your love language met. Absolutely. And um, it's interesting. After I read the book, I also was like, you can really do this with everybody. You really can. Absolutely. You can do it with coworkers. You can do it with friends. Be careful in the physical touch thing. Well, there's a, he does have a version that's <laughs> but, like yes, for work where yes. it's like a handshake or something. Right, right exactly. Or a high five. But the point, point being, work, everybody work has one. And if you find out, the really easy way to find out what somebody else's is, is what, like John said, what they do to you. Right? Or for you. Yeah, if somebody's very complimentary a lot, yes. I mean, that, then they're probably words of affirmation. Yes. Yeah, I can think of you a know? couple people that we know that are very words of affirmation. And Absolutely. once you glean that they are a words of affirmation person, you can in turn give them words of affirmation. Right. They'll feel really loved by that. So right. I think that's interesting. No, absolutely. And I think, I mean, this is one of the things like we, and this kind of goes into my next kind of topic and point, um, but think you know people change things change but one of the things that we've done that has really helped our relationship is that we're always learning how to do better we're like you know because i remember one of the one of the best things uh, my oldest brother told me before i was married i said well you know you've been married for i think he'd been married like five or seven years older you know he's 10 years older than me but i think he'd been married like seven years or something i said okay you've been married you know you guys seem to do great like what do i do How's this work? And he said, well, you know, marriage is great. He said, but it's work. It takes effort and you have to, you have to do some things. You can't just let it, it. Yeah. yeah, you can't ignore it. Yeah. You can't let it go or it's just gonna, you know, get old. And I think one of the things that we've done is we've read books, like we've read the five love languages. Like once I heard about that, I was like, oh, let's get it. We each got a copy. We read mm-hmm. the book and it's just, it's something that we've, I mean, we've read that, what, 15 years ago? I mean, oh we've gosh. read that a long, maybe even longer ago. We a read that, somebody I think ago. at church I mean, had mentioned it or something. I mean, prior to when we were doing um, the marriage classes at, correct. at church as well. So. Yeah, because we did some I mean, marriage coaching. we were married, coaching. but we Yeah, were, we did some marriage coaching classes, which was, we did some marriage coaches. enrichment stuff we did. too. We did, we did. But we've always been like, okay, and then what, we read Love and Respect also. Uh-huh. Um, which is a really big book, <laughs> but there's a lot yeah. of good stuff. It's a little you dense. Read Love and okay, I, I don't right. think I read Love and right. Respect. Right. Well, maybe I, at that point, maybe I was the one that needed to work on it more than the other. But, yeah. But that's the big thing I think is to, um, and one of our keys to having a long, happy marriage is to be working and improving. Yeah. Um, because also, like people change. Like you know, if, if people Absolutely. have kids, you, you careers just. There's so many things, physical, mm-hmm. mental, spiritual, just people change and when shift. When you're growing, as you grow, you don't want to outgrow somebody. You want to bring them with you, you know? Right. So, but I think communication's the key to that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and again, I mean, people just change. There's so many different things, but um, one of the next things I want to talk about, or bring up another another of John Lemon's keys to a happy and long marriage <laughs> oh, I like that. is to have common goals. Mm-hmm. And we've noticed, cause we haven't always had the same common goals. And right. I remember at different points where we're just like, well, we're not really connecting. You know, we're just not really, it's not like we're not getting along, but it's just, we're just not really getting along as well as we could. And it was because, you know, 
maybe you were going down a career thing and I was doing something different and we just didn't have the same, yeah, we're on the same page, click. right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense though? Yeah, yeah I do remember um, a lot, I mean, until almost until recently where I really feel like it's so funny because we were like two roads diverged and mm-hmm. now it feels like we went around and then kind of came back to the same point where sure. we're talking about the lot, a lot of the same things. We're interested in a lot of the same topics and um, we're starting to see how to exist under the lemon umbrella <laughs> right. uh, with all of our varying interests. Right. And it's like, really not as varying absolutely. as you think they are. They're, they're very similar. You're making some stuff, and I'm making some stuff. Right. I'm, I'm working. I've got my real estate <laughs> yeah. job. I've got, you know, then I've got some book proposals I'm working on, just different things I'm yeah. doing. And then you've got, you know, the the book thing, of course. Yeah. And that, there's multiple streams and strings of that. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got, um, you know, your art and crafty kind of thing, too, as well yeah. as the web designing stuff you've been doing as well. So there's just so many different things. Yeah. And I mean, we have, yeah, so we have different interests, but I feel like they're all for a common purpose. And that is to um, move us forward, right? Whatever that means, whatever our goals are, whether they be monetary or or just growth, I think we have a lot of goals that are just personal growth. We have focused on personal growth pretty much our whole marriage. Maybe not the same exact thing, but, but we've always focused on that. Yeah, and I think one other part of that that's very, very important, and we, you know, we talked about that, um, the money thing a lot on our money right. series that we, you know, that you helped me yeah. do. We we um, got out all the skeletons out of the yeah. closet. And I, so my note on here I wanted to put is uh, keep your money from being funny, which is kind of a throwback. Mm-hmm. You know, is your strange, is your change strange? And your, your money, money fun- funny, yeah. Yeah, which is our. Uh, one of our favorite pastors, Mike Bowie, yeah. when he was at Gingersburg, yeah. he had said that, and I just kind of we always latched onto that. But yeah, I mean, to have a good relationship, I mean, the statistics are, you know, the two reasons people uh, get divorces, which it's 50% of people in the United States, uh, is, is sex and money. And mm-hmm. I think money is actually, I think, number one. Yeah. And so you have to be on the same page. That is page. such a volatile topic to it is. navigate with couples with. I mean, you, there's so much like stigma around it, even to talk about it casually with friends you kind of can't there's nowhere to impart your wisdom or the things that you've learned without offending somebody because everybody has different views and come from different backgrounds absolutely each family you know like your parents did different you know whether the parents are together married or separate whatever like people had different money habits you know they had yeah did your mom have a separate bank account from your dad or did they do things together yeah like how did that yeah yeah, how did they interact and Mm -hmm. you know what did your grandma say about money did it Mm -hmm. not grow on trees and And by the way i'm reading the most fantastic book right now and it's called um Bear with me. I'm going to have to swear, but it's called Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. And she doesn't call women bitches in this book. It's just sort of her branding turned out that way. She had an original book called Lucky Bitch. And then this was the follow-up called Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. Anyway, she is an Aussie and she is just wonderfully frank and honest about the way she's gone about earning money and sort of some of those limitations that come with wanting more of it. 
Because really, it's a thing like anything else is a thing, but we put all this importance on it. Right. And so anyway, and as that, a sidebar. Yeah, that if, book is great, too, because you've read a lot of it to me. And you know I don't read financial books. You right. read all the financial books and kind of give me Cliff's notes. Yeah. <laughs> but this was the first one I latched onto because it's not really a financial book. It's not about put this percent here and this percent here and save this percent. Yeah, it's not that. Right. Yeah. It's all emotional internal work. Which is a block, and it's directed for, a lot for of women too. Yes. Which I think focused on women. Yeah, and I think that was the most important part because I think so too. again, we're different. We see things differently. You know, the man wants to be the provider, the king, or the whatever yeah. um, in their upbringing, and then women have a different feel for it as well. And I think yeah. that book is really good. That's you've you've come up with some really good. Yeah, I mean, I've highlighted half of it. It's just yeah, every, everything I read in it, it's it's really fantastic. So that's awesome. I can't remember her name, Denise. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, we'll, I'll put it in we'll the show notes. We'll throw it in there, for sure. But yeah, so keeping your money on the same page or being on the same page with your money mm-hmm. with your spouse is huge because money is such a huge stressor. Yes. Um, and that's communication. Yeah, and it, mm-hmm. absolutely. So that's huge. But um, one other thing on the uh, John Lemon's keys to a long and happy <laughs> marriage is to schedule date nights. And I will be the first person to admit that I have been very poor at this and I have not done a very good job. It's hard to prioritize that. It is. And I mean, fortunately for us, we don't have kids, so we don't have to get a babysitter and, you know, one more, you know, we'll have sports and different things going on. Um, But when I prioritize that uh, or when we prioritize that, it just, things just go so much better. And if it's once a week, there's just like this one day a week where we're going to get together. We're either yeah. going to go out to dinner. We could just cook here. Yep. You know, it doesn't have to be fancy. Last it doesn't have night to be wasn't expensive. fancy. Right? Absolutely. We didn't spend very much money on dinner. And Correct. It's very casual. And Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just had a, you know, had some food, had a drink. You know, you don't have to drink. Whatever it is. Whatever got you guys in the hot tub afterwards. Hot, came yeah. home, got in the hot tub. We were only in yeah. the hot tub for like 10 minutes because it started it was, to get really was, freaking windy. <laughs> snowing and, and windy. snowing. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm going to get out of here. But then... But, but oh, yeah. yeah, I think it was huge for me because I'm quality time. And so I just appreciated so much that you took the time to take that moment and just be like, pause. Let's not look at our phones for a few hours. Like, let's hang right. out. Yeah. And I think that's also what's nice about uh, the hot tub for us. We call it the think tank, too, because we yes. come with It's just like being in the shower. You come with yes. amazing <laughs> ideas. Uh, we need some, like, waterproof ink on a piece of paper. But, <laughs> right. But, yeah, like, it's it's so good because, like, in this society, I mean, people have phones, smartphones in their pocket. You know, we're getting text messages and all these alerts. Distraction. You're on your computer Absolutely. and you're watching and TV and of it commercials. And it's time. just like, oh, my gosh, I got this. And it's like, mm-hmm. so when we're in the hot tub or when we're on date night, we really are focusing on the other person. Like we're actually having a conversation and we're it's blocking out distractions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. And something... I mean, if you do that once a week, I'm just telling you, it just makes all the difference. Yeah. It really does. And again, we haven't done it perfectly, Mm-mm. you know, but every time we're like, we feel like we're kind of strained, strained is a terrible word, but like we're just kind of growing a little, no, no, we're just a little bit. a bad word. Well, but I mean, we're just like a little bit apart it's from each It's not as easy as we know yeah. it can be. Yeah. Or yeah. we're just not quite connecting on the levels that we want to. We're just like, you know, we need a date night. Yeah. And we're like, oh yeah, that's right. We haven't a date night for a couple of weeks, you know. Um, and a preface on that too is date night is not couples date night. Right. It's not double date night. It's right. just date night. Those are lovely, but they right. don't count. Right. Because we had that on what, Tuesday or Monday? Yeah, night, it or was great. Wednesday, yeah. yeah. And it was great, but that's just not a date night. That's right. totally different. You're connected so. with, you're plugged into too many people to really focus on the other person. So, Absolutely. 
Um, so I lost count, but another of John Lemon's <laughs> keys to a long and happy marriage, uh, besides date night, uh, is to compromise. Um, and I think that's really, really huge. And that can be very difficult because I know at the beginning, you know, when we when we have been married for a short period of time, compromise is not an easy you thing to do, first, you know, because you're kind of trying to get, you know, this mm-hmm. tug and pulling, you know, just trying to get your own needs met and things. Um, but compromising is very important. And and even like the conversations that we had today, it was like, it was just a compromise. You were just like, okay, well, you know, you see it from, you know, this perspective, you need this and I need this. Well, let's figure out how we can work that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's no relationship, you know, whether it's marriage or whatever, without a compromise. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, just like we've been saying, like people are so different. Like there's always going to be a compromise. Yeah. No matter what. So let's see what else I got here on the... Yeah, uh, is there another magic John key? Lemons. <laughs> John Lemons keys to a long and happy marriage. Uh, one of those is, and I thought this is important as well, um, is give more than you feel like giving. Oh, good um, one. Because that makes so all, hard to do. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And back to the love language thing, um, Gary Chapman talks about in a love language book about having a tank, mm-hmm. like a gas tank, and mm-hmm. when you're when your gauge is on empty, it's really, really, really hard to give. Yes, but somebody has to. If you're both on E, correct. Somebody has to be the first one. To kind of step up and do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and that's very true because usually, especially if people have different love languages and things, um, you know, if you're both on empty, somebody's kind of got to break the, uh, what? The cycle. The crazy yeah, cycle. He exactly, calls it the crazy exactly. cycle. Somebody's got to break the crazy cycle and somebody's got to reach out and do something completely out of love. Because at that point, you pulled into your corner. Both of you are Correct. like, I mean, picture a boxing ring and you're both in your opposite corners. Right. And you're dug in. And you're like, forget it. I'm not going to do anything nice for him if he's not going to be nice to me. Right. And that's a really easy, easy, easy sort of divot to slip into. Oh, it's very easy. And we've done it multiple times. It's just like, well, you're not giving me what I need, so I'm not going to give you what you need. And somebody's got to break that. And that's why I say, you know, give more than you feel like giving. Because the second that you reach out and start, you know, giving, you know, and again, Read the Love Languages book. Go on the website to check out, figure out what the person's love language is. If you've been married for very long at all, you probably know what their love language is anyways, or at least what's their favorite thing, you know. And and reach out and, get you know, try to meet their needs. Mm-hmm. And that's that's so nice because the other person will totally appreciate that. It sort of defuses everything. It does. It makes yeah. the other person kinder as well. Yeah, it really does. It kind of it just mitigates everything and just kind of, yeah. Because you get in those crazy cycles where you're just like, well, my needs aren't being met and I feel horrible. But, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's and just a normal cycle, I think. It's just a normal, in the landscape of marriage, that's just a normal thing. You know, sure. you're not broken because you're not both on the same page. It just means you have to dig in and do a little bit of work. Right. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. It's just right. like, okay, cool. And I think that goes back to what we talked about, about being in it to win it. You know, don't have your foot out the door. If you get your foot out the door, then you're not going to, you're not going to want to give to the person because you're not getting your needs met and yeah. this is what it is. And then you're going to leave and you're going to find somebody else and guess what? It's going to be maybe not the same exact or worse. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to get any <laughs> but better. But I will sure. preface that with saying you both have to be in it to win it. If one person is in it to win it and the other one's half one, halfway out, you're not going to find that common ground that you need. So, 
Yeah, and that's, that's the very point true. that you seek out counseling and, you know, do some deep, deep right. diving on that to determine if you're in the right relationship at all. But, um, yeah, I think yeah. so too. And that's actually a good thing to bring up. Now we have never, well, we've kind of had some marriage counseling at different times. We've taken some more marriage classes and mm-hmm. things. Not really um, counseling. Yeah. Not so much counseling, which I think counseling has kind of a bad stigma. Like, Oh, I'm going to marriage counseling, you get divorced. Like I think in a, in a healthy relationship though, it's really good to get somebody else, you know, get yeah. a counselor's opinion on that. And I if mean, you're struggling on things. You know, I would go as far to say, you know, you and I don't have children. So we have a lot of time to read and reflect and quietly sort of sit and contemplate things or discuss things with each other without interruption. We have a very quiet right. household, right? right, right. TV is not on unless the dog's barking. There's not really <laughs> right. a lot of noise here. But if you're in a situation where you've got three kids and they're all in sports and you're both working overtime and you're not together all day, you're both away at jobs and then you're coming together in the evening and you got to take care of the kids and get the dinner and get everybody to bed and then all the women are trying to do their freaking self-care that everything on the internet <laughs> right. says you're supposed to do and take right. your bubble bath and right, read your right. romance novel. Right. And you just, there's a pocket there that you're not, able to prioritize and not able to know all the things you need to know and then if you have that hour scheduled with a third party who can bring to light some of the things that are your issues that's like smart it's just a smart way to be you know to to be plugged in with your partner at a time because even yeah i think i think you're exactly yeah i think you're exactly right it's not even the the fact of having the counselor there to help work through that, it, I think it's just the fact that you both get together and you're like, okay, this amount of time yeah, you're is focused just on this. Yes. about us working on relationship getting yeah. better. So you don't have to have a counselor, but it's just like, oh, hey, we're going to read the Love Languages book because John and Jessica Lemon obviously <laughs> recommended you do that and you have to. Um, well, let's we're going to go through the first chapter of that and let's just talk about it. Yeah. And that way you, you have to block out that time to work on your relationship. Because if you don't, just like anything else, I mean, if you don't take time, you know, to work on your car and change the oil and rotate the tires and all those things, well, it's going to start falling apart. Right. Um, and I think you have to do that you in your relationship. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily you have to to get to the level where you're, you need a counselor or whatever, but it's just taking that time. Um, and it goes back to date night, you know, maybe, maybe you can do that with date night. Like, Hey, we're going to have a, a great dinner and all this, but we're also going to sit down and, you know, talk about things like, how do you feel this week? Is there other needs that I'm not meeting of yours? Can I, you know, what can I do to help you and make right. you feel better too? So, but yeah, that's, that was all the list I had oh, for yeah. the John Lemon's no, keys to a long, happy marriage. So I, I guess think it's that's a great place to stop. I, I mean, yeah. this is something that you and I have been passionate about a long, long time. Correct. Uh, we care deeply about people and about couples, and marriage uh, is very, very important to us. <clears throat> and treasuring that person that you're with for the rest of your life is very, very important to us. So uh, that's always been one of our one of our big yeah, one of our passions. passions. I mean, just like from when we were doing, you know, back in Kingsburg and we were doing mm-hmm. the, uh, which is the marriage, church, by the way. Yeah, Kingsburg Church, <laughs> yeah. when we were doing uh, our marriage coaching. You know, that was like mm-hmm. we always just, we we knew we didn't have it right, but we were trying to work on it too. And mm-hmm. I think even going through those classes that we had to take yep. to learn how to be a marriage coach helped us relate better. Yes. And even when we were helping people, you know, coaching them in marriage, yeah. like we learned things too. So, but I think it's the, it's just taking that time yeah. 
to work on the relationship. And I mean, so. that's what I write about, right? All Absolutely. I do is write about relationships and some of the pitfalls that come with them. And, you know, in romance novels, the, the infamous black moment or what they call the dark moment of the soul <laughs> where the um, couple always in a romance novel break apart and at the end of the romance novel um, come together for a happily ever after. And so that's a huge passion of mine obviously right <laughs> it's right like what Absolutely. i do for for a vocation it's what i do with all my free time so yeah no i, I think that's totally important so well let me wrap up and i actually i can give the uh, top six so it's the uh nice. the top six so john lemon's top six <laughs> keys to a long and happy marriage we need music or something yes dun, dun, dun. <laughs> drum roll but uh number one is to have common goals number two is to always be learning and improving uh number three is scheduled date nights Number four is compromise. It should be compromise, 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 because right. I don't think one compromise is enough. Um, and number five is give more than you like. <laughs> give more than you like. Give more than you feel like giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also keep your money from being funny. That was pretty funny. So yeah, that's the John Lemon's top. It's like a <laughs> David Letterman so top number ten six or something. Was keep your money from being funny. I think so. Yeah, okay. keep your money from being funny. Number okay. six. Now they're not necessarily in the correct order. We may revise those <laughs> right. in the show notes later. A certain random order. But absolutely. Well, Jessica, is there anything else you wanted to uh, partake our our listeners with? Uh, any other pieces of wisdom about uh, that you've learned about it. being together I mean, for I think twenty we years it. and just. Yeah, be in it to win it. Pick your battles. Refer to John's top six. I Absolutely. Think you covered a lot of good ground there. Yeah, that so. worked out pretty good. I even have a top six. I have to do a blog or something about that. That's so. right. Well, as always, the uh, show notes will be at onedrinkwithjohn.com. We'll have links to uh, any of the books, any things that we've got going on uh, that we mentioned in this. Um, and then back to today's sponsor, which is jessicalemon.com. <laughs> Jessica Lemon. What is on JessicaLemon.com? Books, books, books. Books, books, Go books, Go buy a Jessica blogs. Lemon book. I mostly write about billionaires and bad boys, but yeah, they always, always end happily ever after. So they're a feel-good, fun, uh, relaxing read, and we all need to take more time to just relax and do something good to ourselves. So Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. Again, back by popular demand, Jessica yeah. Lemon. Uh, this thanks has for been having awesome. me. Yeah, well, thank you for coming. This has been great. So hopefully we uh, helped some uh, some of our audience on how to improve their marriages as well. But uh, thanks for uh, coming on and uh, cheers. Have a great day. <laughs>